Hey guys, welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Siddiqui. I'm here with Zach Rizzuto. We're going to go over some buys and sells going into week eight. Zach, how you doing? How you feeling going into week eight? About the halfway point of the fantasy season. How are your teams doing so far? Not very good. You know, Justin Herbert, not Justin Herbert, not Justin Herbert. Yeah, I was going to say Justin Herbert gave me a glimmer of hope. Not last week or any week this season. Justin Fields gave me a glimmer of hope just last week on well, actually it was Monday night. So two nights ago, I was thinking I might be able to come back when he put up those 21 points and they didn't. I am three and four in the only league that matters. I am two and five in one of my friend leagues. But the one league that I am five and two in is our followers league for upper hand fantasy. So at least nice. uh, at least I'm showing out in that one. No money on that one, of course, but that's the one I'm doing well in. Hey man, it's a lot. It's a lot of bragging rights in that one. So you know those oh, yeah. guys are pretty. Uh, you know the the guys in that league are pretty um, competitive, right? So there's been some few trades that went down and all that. So shout out to those guys in the upper hand fantasy uh, followers league. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like for me on my end, like I'm doing OK, you know, um, a few leagues. I'm I'm six and I, I, one league. I'm six and one in another league. Well, I have like seven leagues this year. I really, really cut it down. Uh, seven leagues that I really care about. I'm in a few other ones that I have people managing for me for the most part that I drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, like I'm doing all right. Like I had no teams that are like absolutely dead in the water. I did early in the year. I was able to kind of make my way back a little bit. Um, yeah. But no teams that are dead in the water right now, which is good. That's, that's what you want. You know, a couple teams like four and three, three and four, you know, a couple teams that are like, I have one team that's five and two, one team, only one team that's six and one right now. Um, that team I got a little lucky in. <laughs> yeah. That league I got, I got a little lucky in this year because, uh, you know, go, kind of going up against teams that, you know, ha- haven't had the best weeks, right? Uh, yeah. That happens sometimes. Um but yeah, just continuing to make moves. And you know, if if you're not uh you know killing it so far this year, and even if you are, like there's always a move to be made that could improve your team, right? If you're if you're not doing so well, you know, you might want to take your best player and splitting that player into a couple of other players, right? Like if you have Cooper Cup, but you only have one or two wins in the season, you know. There might be a situation where you just want to take your Cooper Cup, take your Christian McCaffrey, take your Josh Jacobs, you know, split them into a couple couple really good players, couple split it to a, like a maybe a Kenneth Walker and uh, you know, solid, you know, a Chris Olave or something like that. You know what I mean? And yeah, you know, try to spread that out a little bit. So, what kind of uh that's that's the kind of stuff that you have to consider at this point because listen, you st- you can still make the playoffs, right? We still have what we got week 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. We still have seven weeks before the playoffs start. You have seven weeks to potentially make it to your playoffs, even if you don't have a great record right now. If you're 2-5 and five right now and you get five wins right over the next seven weeks, you're going to be sitting okay. You, you still have a chance, right? You're going to be sitting at 7-7, seven and yeah. seven, right? So you still have a chance. It's not dead yet. Um, continue to make moves and continue to work the waiver wire. All right. Enough of the motivational speeches. Um, yep. let's get into some news. Number one, uh, Russell Wilson says he's ready. He'll be ready to go. I, I don't know if you saw that tweet, uh, from one of their beat reporters. I forgot exactly who it was, but the tweet basically said that on the plane home, uh, you know, you know, uh, coming back from that game that Denver just had Russell Wilson, while everybody was sleeping, it was a seven hour flight, something like that. Russell Wilson for five of those hours 
was going up and down the up and down the aisles, stretching and doing and doing knee knee ups. Knee ups, is that what it's called? I, I, don't I know think that, I, I know, what, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So I I'm just like, yo, like this guy is on another level. I cannot wait until like the biopic on Russell Wilson comes out. I feel like he's on this this trajectory to just being this like amazing piece of our culture that we don't realize is here right now. Kind of like kind of like Kanye West, you know, when Kanye West was coming up doing his thing. Now Russell Wilson's being that guy. All right, here we go. I found the tweet. Zach Stevens said that Russell Wilson worked out and stretched for four of the eight hours on the flight from Denver to London. Oh, right, because they're going to London and playing in London this week. Said he was doing high knees in the aisle while the rest of the guys were asleep. That's what was going on in that flight. So, you know, I'm sure his teammates love him. I'm sure his teammates love him. Um, yeah. But he might play this week. He said he's feeling good and he might be good to go. Just wanted to put that out there just in case anybody was worried about their quarterback situation going into London. Okay. Jameis Winston, he still isn't healthy, uh, according to Nick Underhill, uh, one of the Saints beat reporters. Andy Dalton might make another start this week. Uh, he had a big game last week. So, you know, that's something to keep in mind uh, if you're streaming quarterbacks. Travis Homer has been designated to return by the Seahawks. Uh, this is only worth noting because if anything were to happen to Kenneth Walker, I believe that Travis Homer, Travis Homer would be very intriguing to me. Um, I'm a fan of his, like from what I've seen and how he's looked this year in the preseason and with his limited opportunities, he's pretty, looked pretty good and pretty explosive. Um, not to say that he could really carry a full workload, but somebody that who could potentially be efficient, you know, if, if uh, Kenneth Walker were to go down, we know that this offense is a plus offense to be on. So something to keep in mind as a potential handcuff moving forward. Yeah. Um, Zeke is not practicing today, Ezekiel Elliott, because of the knee injury he suffered during the game. Uh, keep an eye on that. Because if he doesn't end up going this week, Tony Pollard can end up going crazy. Um, I, I'd assume it's not serious since Zeke went back into the game. Um, you know, you got to keep in mind that he played with the, this uh, P, this PCL injury all year last year as well, um, and he continued to get work. But just continue to keep an eye on these practice reports as the week continues. Yeah, with Zeke, you know. He did have that PCL injury, like you said, and he has historically been extremely durable, you know, much to the chagrin of Tony Pollard owners and a lot of Cowboys fans do. But um, I, I wouldn't expect Zeke to miss time, even though the practice report, you know, it's it's only Wednesday if he's not practicing today. Um, that's usually the veteran day off. You know, I think he's earned that. He doesn't miss games. Be surprised if he doesn't play, but definitely have Tony Pollard locked and loaded in your lineup if he would happen to miss. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that he's going to get normal workload like usual. Um, if this if we hear that he's not practicing tomorrow, maybe then I might consider. But right now, I'm proceeding like a normal week. Yeah. Okay. Um, Tony Pollard, to note, Tony Pollard did end up out-snapping Zeke last week for the first uh, week this year. Um, maybe that happens, you know, just to kind of keep Zeke a little fresh, right? Yeah. Could happen again, maybe. Um, all right. Let's get right into the buys and sells, man. Uh, I spoke – we spoke – so a couple of guys we spoke about already this week that I'm not going to necessarily bring up this week. Uh, number one was Brian Robinson, like we spoke about selling him. Uh, so you can you can uh, look into. We have some clips up on Instagram. You can go and check out that uh, why we want to sell Brian Robinson. Um, we also spoke about buying Amara St. Brown extensively last week. Uh, you know, and now we have an opportunity. You know what? We're going to get into Amara St. Brown today. Actually, we can do that. Um, 
we spoke about selling Chuba Hubbard and Deontay Foreman as well, right? So, like, you can look into yesterday's episode, the, the episode before that, and we'll talk about Chuba Hubbard and Deontay Foreman. We, I also have a clip up on Instagram at Upper Hand Fantasy that goes over why we want to sell those two parentage running backs, okay? But let's get into some other names, right? I feel like if we kept the same names, we'll just be using the same guys, right? So, yeah. the first guy I want to get into is Jonathan Taylor, right? Jonathan Taylor, he is the, the RB20 in fantasy points per game this year. There's too much talent. His role is too good for him to not end up as an RB1. He played limited snaps in his first game back. I don't expect that to continue. He saw legit target share from Matt Ryan. Obviously, there's a quarterback change as well. So you get to buy him based on – you get to buy some risk as well, which is going to make him cheaper. So this high-end RB1 we drafted him to be, I think that – title is still attainable for him okay so i personally am by now before he gets fully healthy yeah i think you're right on the money you know it's definitely high-end rb1 is within you know what he can be this season so i haven't seen uh, jonathan taylor look like bad when he's on the field it's not like i'm looking at him be like wow looks like he lost a step or wow you know he he's dropping the ball a ton no he just caught seven of his eight targets he's you know getting work in the past game he's just on a bit of a count right now i think for his rushing attempts because he was coming off that injury, he's going to continue to get healthier. He's going to start to look more and more like Jonathan Taylor. And as we get further in the season, you know, assuming that maybe the Colts have a decent chance of at least being as a player for a wild card spot, you know, we'll see how things go with Sam Ellinger at quarterback. But assuming that games are meaningful down the stretch, you know, they'll start to lean on him more and more. Uh, I think that there's no reason to think that he can't get to where he needs to be uh, and where we drafted him to be. I, I think Jonathan Taylor has a talent. There's no reason to bet against him. He's just had a rough opening of the year. And as we talked about in other uh, podcast episodes, you know, he historically had started slow and heated up as the season goes on. So I'm buying Jonathan Taylor if I can right now. 100%. Um, I'm also buying Amara St. Brown. Um, you know, this is another similar situation where you can get a high-end player on the cheap. He almost had a concussion last last week. He actually did not have a concussion last week. He's in the concussion protocol. They expect him uh, to be removed from the concussion protocol pretty soon, obviously before the game this week. But this gives you another chance to buy Amara St. Brown. Okay, He's a top six fantasy wide receiver who is not being viewed as one. So, And managers are frustrated with Amara St. Brown and the fact that they haven't been able to use him for weeks. So yeah. I'm buying now from all those frustrated managers and I want to buy him now before he reminds everybody who he is for fantasy. Right. Even though you already got a piece of the pie and you missed, he already missed a game for you. You know, I'm glad to see that you're not completely turned off to that idea yet of having. And, and that's the point. I'm on you know, that's the, buy. He's a buy for me too. Yeah. That's the point, right? It's you're like, saying? you know, the fact that he, the fact that he, um, you know, he frustrated managers even more, you know, with the concussion and then him starting the game, him getting hurt so early. And a lot of people probably taking the L because of it, yeah. right? People can be frustrated. So exactly. You know, that's 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 part of the reason why yes, it can frustrate you if you have them, but it's that's part of the reason why you could buy them. Yeah, it's the perfect storm as a buyer of Amon Ross St. Brown. If you have Amon Ross St. Brown right now, you're you're probably looking to cut ties as soon as you can. Um obviously as a seller, you're not going to be able to have his price that high, and that's what's perfect for buyers. Like we said, it's a perfect storm. The production is low. You know, um, he's missed games, and he's missed games not like in a regular fashion where you know they're called out a couple of days before the game. You know, not to have him in your lineup. You mentioned, you know, 
he starts the game and he gets out on the first drive and that screws you for the day. You know, he was in their lineups. That's going to disenchant a lot of people with Amara St. Brown. So this is, like I said, the perfect buying opportunity for Amara St. Brown. We've seen what he can do. Um, the only reason he didn't continue that streak he was on of that was at least eight catches, something like that. And um, I thought something with a touchdown, but he's producing really well. He had that streak going on from last season. The only reason he's not, he doesn't have that going right now is because of the injuries that he's had. Once he's back on the field, you know, he's going to be winning some, some, some matchups this week. If you want to make a playoff push, if you're at a spot where you're like, you know, two and five or three and four, and you want to make a push. I think that you can add Amon Ross St. Brown to your team and he could get, put you over the top, at least help you to win more games than you've been winning. I hear that. Um, so, Another guy that I'm buying right now is Khalil Herbert. And this one might be an interesting one. People are like, wait, what? I'm going to buy Khalil Herbert. Well, David Montgomery is healthy, okay? And it's not going to be expensive to get Herbert. And, you know, he might not even need to be the best part in the package to get him, right? He's been playing better than Montgomery this year. And his head coach has said that he will use the hot hand, right? So this is a situation where... You can potentially buy him where he's already getting work, right? He is like the 1B in a very, very close situation. He only had two less opportunities than David Montgomery, right? And might as well talk about selling David Montgomery at the same time. Like, I, I you know, we were going to get into that a little bit later. But, you know, David Montgomery, like I'm selling him right now because he's had three solid weeks, right? So you still have a, a, a nice little sell window open for him. You know, Montgomery was on... Montgomery was on the field for only 56% of snaps against the Patriots on Monday night. And Herbert, like I said, only trailed him uh, by two opportunities. Both of them got touchdowns. David Montgomery got a touchdown in this game. So you have a little bit of a window to sell him, even though his snap share did come down. And the fact that, you know, Herbert has been looking good with his opportunities this year, he can potentially gain more work as he continues to look better. And when you look at, you know, yards per carry, when you look at yards after contact per attempt, there's a lot of metrics that, you know, is leaning in Herbert's favor. So the hot hand can potentially go his way. And if he ends up being the 1A in this backfield at some point, I honestly wouldn't be surprised. I think Montgomery will maintain a role because of his pass blocking abilities and things like that. But in terms of like who they want to touch the ball more, that might be Khalil Herbert. Yeah. I think Khalil Herbert's kind of, earned it you know earned a little bit more workload than he's been getting i wasn't too thrown off you know if i'm a david montgomery ma manager i wasn't too thrown off earlier this week when they said that they ride the hot hand you know in the backfield i was like okay david montgomery's had a pretty strong grip on the backfield overall um even with Cleo herbert playing i wasn't too worried about it. but then i saw what happened the other night against the patriots and it looks like Cleo herbert is you know finally going to get those touches that you know people were kind of clamoring for and now i'm worried David Montgomery did you a service if you're one of his managers by scoring, you know, and having a good performance, like you mentioned. The only reason you can sell him, and we probably have him as a sell right now, is because he scored. Otherwise, it would be way low. So salvage what you can right now. It looks like Khalil Herbert's going to be a bigger player in his backfield than, you know, it looked like at the beginning of the season. And I'd be surprised. You know, I was actually able to pick up Khalil Herbert in one of my leagues off the waiver wire. If you could trade for him, um, I would still work at it and say that David Montgomery, if I'm shooting, trying to get Khalil Herbert, if I'm trying to buy him, I'd say, okay, David Montgomery is still in that backfield. You know, I want him, but, you know, he's not exactly, you know, a high value yet. 
if you know if the guy that has him is playing hard to get with you, just remind him that David Montgomery is still there and they both produced. Um, I, I think that you shouldn't be paying too much for, for Khalil Herbert. Do no. not overpay. But Khalil Herbert on sleeper right now is only 50% rostered, which yeah. is unbelievable to me. Like he's getting work. He's one of the best handcuffs in the game right now. He needs to be rostered, man. And that's mm-hmm. how cheap you can get him right now. He's basically a waiver wire pickup in a yeah. lot of leagues. So he should not be this should not be a one for one type of deal, right? You want to grab him with another better player from another team. Right? Yeah. If I'm trying to buy one of these other guys, like for example, I have a few other guys in here who are worth more. Let's say Khalil Herbert's on the same team as whoever has Amara St. Brown, and I'm trying to buy Amara St. Brown. You put a, put together a nice little package for Amon Ra, and you're like, you know what? Throw in Khalil Herbert too. That's kind of how I would play it, right? Not not as in like Khalil Herbert's the main piece, and like you're so you want Khalil Herbert so badly because don't show your cards here, right? Like yeah. Khalil Herbert should be the guy you're like, oh, whatever. I'll just take him as an add-on, take him as a backup running back. I need some running back depth, right? But meanwhile, Khalil Herbert can potentially, uh, meanwhile, his value, meanwhile, Khalil Herbert's value can potentially keep rising over the next few weeks. I think his value has gone from handcuffed to now he has some standalone at this point because he's getting a little bit more carries. And obviously, the sample size is a little bit small for Khalil Herbert, what we saw, but it looked really good. And it kind of, you know, backed up the report saying that they're going to ride the hot hand. No, that was the first time I think this season that we've seen them say, all right, we're going to ride the hot hand. And then the usage actually reinforced that. So that's kind of why I'm, you know, warming up to Khalil, Her- Khalil Herbert, where I wouldn't have a couple weeks ago. That makes sense. 